Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back. I'm Brian. And I'm Inessa. This is the X-Men Files, the podcast about the X-Men and other random, other random shit. Oh, I get the E label just right off the bat. I give zero fucks. <laughs> well, Brian, yeah, Brian okay. Fannin does not give a fuck. I, I, that's not true. I, I give fucks about some things, but um, I'm not sure what it is that I don't give a fuck about. Actually, I, I give a lot of fucks. I was going to say, you're, you've got a lot of fucks to give. I'm a big fuck giver. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds weird when you put it like that, doesn't it? For no reason at all, I just thought of the conversation that we were having with our son about the band, the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> he doesn't and believe that it's a band. He didn't believe that it was a real band name, but it, yeah. I didn't say it in the car because for, at the moment it, yeah. it didn't. It sort of interrupted the flow, but I remember reading an interview with the uh, the lead singer of that band, or yeah. maybe I imagined all of this, and they were some. the interviewer asked whether they had ever had any like regrets about choosing that name right. whether it made him like less playable on the sure, radio sure. in the early days and the answer is yes it did, it did. i'm sure that it did but he didn't say yes he said yeah. or maybe he did say yes but he also said that he was thinking uh that he would I can't even say this on the air you might have to edit this out okay he was thinking that he was going to name his next band oh i know what you told me yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> i'm going to shit in your mother's vagina <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> which is just wow that's pretty awful that's <laughs> yeah. pretty awful yeah uh, hey, speaking of the e-label, um, I, I should have pre- prepped you for this, yes. but we might edit this part out. Uh, there's a couple of neighborhood kids that uh, do listen to this podcast, or you at least answer the Q&A on Spotify. Um, two things. Number one... Our neighborhood? Yes, our neighborhood. Um, I won't say the name on the air, but you know who you are. I don't know if you're just like responding on <laughs> Spotify, because like Spotify has a Q&A feature. So a couple of things. Number one, you've been blocked. You can no longer <laughs> offer any comment on the Spotify Q&A. Two, this has an e-label, so uh, we've not yet talked it to your parents, but you know that we know your parents. <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about. We'll talk about this yeah. when we get offline, <laughs> but there's an e-label there for a reason, man. We earn it every time. Yeah. You're too young to be listening to this shit, so knock it off <laughs> before we tell your parents. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. Curious. I mean, I have suspicions, but you've got yeah. a pretty strong suspicion, and I, you're probably correct because it's not hard to suss this out. Yeah. I mean, they probably you're don't too really... young to know how the internet works. You're too young to listen to this podcast. They probably don't really listen. They just probably. I don't think that they do, around. and I hope that yeah. they don't. Yeah. And uh, this will this will establish that perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> they are in fact listening, and it's actually it's the younger of the two who uh, has replied on the uh, the Spotify thing. Uh, so we see you. Maybe don't use your real name next time. <laughs> oh. I know. Okay, so <laughs> with that, let's let the, okay. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about okay. that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to come down too hard. I'm mostly just joking. Yeah, uh, but like, you shouldn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you know, our older child does not have e restrictions on yeah her. Yeah. Uh, her thing which means that she listens to things that are explicit or the young one does because yeah. rap that's why right yeah. um and, and by the way if our kids listen to this i mean especially the older one i'm i'm fine with yeah, that yeah, uh yeah and i don't think that she has any interest in no, listening I don't to this think she does. um she's not alone no. no one is listening to this <laughs> except for those neighborhood kids except for those neighborhood kids <laughs> neighborhood kid maybe 
Uh, let's talk about the X-Men. The, here's why nobody's listening. We're talking about <laughs> a bunch of bullshit before we get to the X-Men. We are going to Genosha. We are. This is uh, this is pretty big. Uh, very quick one or two sentence recap. Story begins in Genosha where a mutant is trying to save his child. Puts the child into the cargo hold of a plane. Then gets uh, shot but not killed I think. Trying to escape from the island of Genosha. I think he eventually is killed. Um, we'll come back to that yeah. because I'm, I was not clear on that. But um, uh, switch to Australia, where Madeline Pryor is flying somewhere for some medical uh, hoo-ha. With someone that we've never met before. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Someone we've never met before. And that someone, Dr. Blah, 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 gets... Not a doctor. She's a nurse, Jenny. Oh, fair enough. Jenny... Yeah, nurse. Rothschild. Yeah, well, that's that's, uh, that's horribly sexist of you. Know, I just want you to know that, like, like how enlightened Rothman. I am, because <laughs> there's a woman, and I just assumed she was a doctor. Yeah, no, she's yeah, a nurse. You just figured she's a nurse. Oops, I, I figured she was a nurse because it actually said so in her well, thing, okay. which I actually yeah. read, and I guess right. you just looked at the pictures, <laughs> so that's fine. But <laughs> so a, you're wrong. I read it, and I just forgot what she was. But okay. b, if I had only been looking at the pictures, I'll see a woman in a you know medical outfit, and I'll assume she's a doctor. Yeah, I mean, I would have assumed that I'm really too. Big, you, know, you are. You're a yeah, big feminist. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, I I think she's a, a she's a doctor in training. I think that's sure. What she is. <laughs> sure. She, she's she's working as a nurse to to put herself through medical school. Yeah. 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 Okay. And her mother was a jamstress. <laughs> I mean, it, it just would cost a lot of money to go to nursing school to get a job as a nurse to then work to put yourself through Oh, now you're second-guessing <laughs> her choices. Whatever. All of which are valid, yes, according to are. me. According to you. Folks, uh, kidnap Madeline and the nurse. I almost said doctor. <laughs> Teleport them via via modem at uh, fourteen point four kilobytes per minute. <laughs> Take all fucking year to do that. From Australia to uh, uh, to Genosha, the X Men arrive to investigate what happened to Madeline. Uh, the trail leads them to a hospital. There's some fisticuffs inside and outside the hospital. Wolverine and Rogue are similarly uh, e- emailed from. <laughs> From Sydney to uh, to elsewhere. Uh, it's funny to think about that. Like that, yeah. I'm sure that at the time that like modem oh dial-up God. thing would yeah. have seemed like space age technology. You know, obviously because yeah. it was like really cool. I mean, right. it was cool at the right. time, but now like we're sitting here like, oh yeah, that that would have taken three years. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. All that information. Yeah. Uh, quick aside, uh, a friend of ours. This is back when I was on Facebook. He and his wife were buying a house somewhere and he said i just ordered a pizza from domino's over https with next level encryption <laughs> on a secure channel via with like a password and all this all this all this shit yeah like to order a pizza <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> the contract i signed for my house worth like a half million dollars Somebody faxed it <laughs> to their secretary who picked it up off of the floor. <laughs> yeah. In schools, we yeah, still... For, like for the you know, for the loan guarantee <laughs> yeah. for half a million dollars. Yeah, all my stuff on there. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. In schools, schools still have to fax 
It's like because so of like some weird confidentiality crazy. thing. Like if you're sending oh, yeah. something to a doctor, super confidential. You can't facts. just email it to them. Yeah. It has to come by fax, which is fucking banana pants. I'm gonna turn it into Andy Rooney here for for <laughs> like one more minute. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know who has power to influence this. I want to be able to send and receive emails with my doctor. Yeah. Who, by the way, is a woman. Yes. <laughs> my doctor is a woman. She is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to send and receive emails. None of this, like, none of this bullshit. My portal. Your patient portal has a secure message waiting for you. Fucking email me. Yeah, I would love to be able to email my doctor. All right. Which is also a woman and also the same. It's the same doctor. doctor. <laughs> we go see the same doctor. Sure. Yeah. We go to the same doctor. Um, okay. So oh, oh, you're like a cat. You found your yarn again. <laughs> my little yarn. This toy. is the yarn that you're that you're playing with. Um. So. so oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. They. That's it. They get. They get teleported through the. <laughs> through the internet. Through the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the internet did exist by the by the way at that time. the uh, The World Wide Web had not yet been invented. Yeah. So then, what happens? Sorry, I totally th- um, that was threw that off was your most of it. Mojo. Uh, at the very end, there were a lot of these paramilitary uh, goons from Genosha who were tied up in some metal thingamabob, and the Colossus tied them up in right. Yes, I'm hesitating. You don't actually see him do that. Oh, okay. That was my presumption as well. It's a safe bet. And we have some Australian police officers, one of whom is named Mick Dundee. (laughs) Everyone under the age of 45 doesn't know why you're laughing. (laughs) But yeah, one of them is named Mick Uh, Dundee. Dundee, We we also got a Mad Max reference there, too. Uh, they couldn't work Olivia Newton-John <laughs> or the Bee Gees. These are the things we know about Australia. The, exa- yeah, we don't know much about Australia uh, other than other than those things, and um, uh, they 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 all they all cook things on a Barbie. They do. Yeah. And they drink Fosters. Fosters. Australian for Australian beer. Australian for beer. I learned a lot about Australia when I lived in London. Um, <laughs> I, I want to hear more about that. Well. Anyway, and then the, the baby is geographically. That's an unsupportable claim that you just made. So you need to add a little bit of a uh, little bit of detail there. Yeah, the baby is abducted. That's the other thing that we learn at the end of the issue. I'm coming back to your knowledge of Australia. Oh, sorry. Whether you want to be to or not. Sorry, I learned a lot about Australia because I mean, obviously, because I had yeah. never actually met anyone from Australia. Had I ever met anyone yeah. actually from Australia before I moved to London? I like I don't uh, think so. Yeah, I, I'm. It's pretty safe. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't until yeah. I moved to Germany, and one of them, great guy, super guy. He did actually say good day, yeah. And I don't, I don't think that he was doing it just to. No, all the Australians American. that I knew actually said good day. But anyway, great. I moved yeah. to London. Nobody's ever and, said uh, howdy to me in Texas, <laughs> so get with it, Texas. London was just crawling with Australians, yes, and uh, and I lived with several. Oh uh, yeah, the, yeah, of course, of, yeah. of course, yeah. Your two uh, flatmates. Yeah, were, and I'm trying Australian. to think of whether I'm not sure if we actually had anyone that was Australian. At work, we had someone okay. who had lived in Australia for a long right. time and then returned. Um, yeah, yeah, they do have that Commonwealth country yeah. connection. Tons of where it's just so there. easy to uh, uh, to work uh, as an Australian in the UK. Yeah, and uh, Canada similarly. There's some some kind of ebb and flow there between Canada and um, and the UK. Yeah, they always had people from Australia visiting them. That was the other. Yeah. That was that's sort yeah, of yeah, like yeah. a stereotype of Australians in 
in the UK, but it's like they're always sleeping on somebody's always couch. Somebody sleeping on your couch. It's like it's kind of a stereotype because it's like a little bit true. There oh were yeah, all, yeah, you know, yeah. We had a lot of Australian visitors during right, the like right. nine months that I lived yeah, with those yeah. guys. Yeah, Who's which that? is fine. I mean, that's Chet. He's Australian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all. I'm okay, yeah, that's all. Yet. So um, that, that was a <clears throat> mad dash uh, recap of the issue. Um, Skimming through here. I don't have my iPad because my son is watching football with it. Yes. Okay. You're going to slowly skim through, if you would like. Slowly skim through and we can add stuff to it. Unless, we'll just leap right into what we thought of this issue. Let's leap right in. Leap. Okay. I don't have much to I mean, that's basically what happened. There was the guy ran away. Madeline and and that her co-pilot were abducted. Uh, Not only is she a doctor, she can fly a plane. Yeah, and <laughs> amazing. There were these magistrates who were obviously she baddies. Came a nurse to put herself through flight school. They they'd come up with some like evil new new names for the mutants. Yes. Yeah. Um, what, what do we think of those names? They're evil. Gene joke. Gene joke is terrible. Right. That's like a horrible. Very. I mean, it's a great, yeah. very creative. Yeah. Thing uh, on the part of the writers. Um, writer. Writer. And uh, there's there was a reference to some like uh, the gene engineer, the gene engineer, which is like sounds a little bit stupider. It does sound a little yeah. bit dumber. It also sounds like a David Bowie song, <laughs> almost like a David Bowie song. Um, and there was some more fighting. There was fighting, 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 and uh, and then at the end, like I said, we learned that this baby that this man had died to put on this plane was being held at this hospital and was right. abducted. Yep. So a lot of bad shit. Not a bad shit here. Uh, I read this last week and I read it again. Very, very speedily read it uh, before we recorded. Mm-hmm. When I read it last week for the very first time, I thought, this is a knockout. Uh, this is uh, yeah. this is a smash. I'm really, I'm really digging it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there, there is no, no but. but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my, my <laughs> I got lost in my own uh, intonation yeah. uh, there. Um, period. Period. Yeah. So, so, uh, uh, what, what, what's your take? What's your first so, reaction? I, I read about half of it after we last recorded, which was like two weeks ago. Yeah. It's just sitting, continuing to sit here in the cluttered the piece Cludio. of our Cludio. Um, and then I read the rest of it today, mm-hmm. sitting in my car, because... Yeah. That's, um, and like, I... So my, my initial, maybe because I read it kind of in a disjointed way, like, I had a really hard time with the the visuals like in the really the panels seemed really really busy to me and it was oh, just boy. like somehow sometimes it was just very like they looked like it was a, i mean it looked like a decision <laughs> yeah, you know not yeah, like yeah. just a thing that accidentally happened but okay. like they were very like flat like there wasn't hmm. a lot of um depth of field in, sure, the, in sure. the images and so somehow it just i had a, very often and there were like loads of dialogue bubbles and right you know and again i was sitting in my car Okay. I was just like, what is, who's taught, like, what is happening mm-hmm. in all of, like, I couldn't huh. quite place okay. where everybody was at all the yeah. different yeah. times and all that. Um, so that was a speed bump for me that I actually usually don't have. Interesting. I, I thought the art was delightful. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to hear you say that. I, I had a completely different take. The the the, the dialogue balloons, I, I'm, I'm probably on the same page, uh, as it were, with you. Yeah, uh, dialogue heavy, uh, which is typical Claremont. Right. <laughs> it's kind of I usually, to, I usually like it. Oh, sure, 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 yeah. sure. Well, you, you usually like it. We both like it. 
the way that the story is told, but sometimes there is the logistical reality of comics, which is how do we get all of this onto the page right. onto one tiny while, page, while yeah. still visually expressing what's going on. Yeah. So it took me like it just it didn't flow for me because I kept having to like stop and relook at the picture and figure out where everybody was and who everybody was and what they sure. were saying. Sure. And then, you know, as always, when there are a lot of like new people that I don't know, I'm always like, am I do I know? Yeah. Um, and I know it never matters, but yeah, um, everything that you're saying makes sense. Uh, I, I had a different reaction uh, uh, to it. Um, I, I'll suggest that you read it again. I, I the first time that I read it, I was similarly confused. Uh, I'm aware of what Genosha is, but this is the first appearance of it, and there were a lot of the particulars of Genosha society at that time that I don't know, like the magistrates and like, what the fuck. Yeah. Um, so when I first read it, I, I loved just being dropped in the middle of this action set piece, but I was not always clear on what was going on. Yeah, what is happening here? Love the issue. Despite that reading it a second time, all of the pieces fall into oh, place. Yeah. yeah. I should read it again. But then, yeah. then as we were waiting to do this and because, you know, I'm, as usual, not that prepared, uh, because apparently no one but neighborhood kids is uh, <laughs> is listening to this. Yeah. Um, I read through the Powell thing about that, and he talked about how, like, it's an allegory for yes. South Africa yeah. and all that stuff. And so then, you know, it's like, okay, well, this is like, even if visually it sort of threw me off, this is obviously, like, an important one that mm -hmm. deserves merit. And, you know, I'm looking forward to the next, I guess, three. It's a four-part. Right. It's a four-parter. Um I always like the multi-part things anyway. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Def. Uh, definitely. Um, Genosha. So I, we're, we're at this stage now, and I keep saying this, but 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 um, just to reiterate, everything that I've read about the X Men after this point in time is super patchy. Right. <laughs> so after this that, like series, like like we've already passed the bit that where I read it as right. a kid. Right. So I've read ahead. There are runs of the X-Men that I've read, uh, like notably the beginning of the uh, the Jim Lee and um, uh, Scott Lobdell one in, I think, 1990 or 1991. The, mm -hmm. the immediate post-Claremont run I've read. Mm -hmm. uh, I've read the Joss Whedon stuff. I've read, um, oh, damn it, uh, Grant Morrison. Uh, was Grant Morrison? I'm pretty sure it's Grant Morrison. Um, mm -hmm. And some other bits here and there point being <laughs> this is the first appearance of genosha it is not at all the last right genosha winds up being a very significant element of the x-men sort of the x-men overarching story add it to the list of the several dozen things that claremont created that later writers then will take off the shelf, put back on the shelf. Right. Like, oh, it, it's yet another toy that he created that other people will then play with. Right. And just, just so, and I mean, I guess for people that have read it that are haven't read the Powell, what Genosha actually is, is mm -hmm. like a... It is an island of, a, of near Africa. An island near Africa yeah. of where mutants live, right? Or like they're being bred. Mutants. We're not fully clear yeah. on that in this issue, but there is a society where mutants are in an underclass, right? And they're persecuted and exploited, right? Which is where the 
allegory to South Africa right. uh, comes in. It's wild to think about South Africa because uh, in the 1980s, we, certainly in the United States, we were aware of apartheid mm-hmm. and just the morally abominable uh, institution that that mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. South Africa briefly, I think, replaced Nazis as easy go-to villains. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, Lethal Weapon 2, I say they replaced Nazis, maybe they didn't. Lethal Weapon 2, definitely, like, the, the South Africans were the baddies. Were the baddies, were easy, yeah. easy baddies. Um, so many years later, I'm not saying that, I don't know whether South Africa is some egalitarian place I, I now. I don't believe that it is. No, no, no it, well, yeah. definitely, it, it suffers from uh, wealth inequality. Yeah. Uh, the, the race-based wealth inequality, but in terms of government's willingness to engage with them diplomatically and economically, that is just very, very different. Yeah. And it's just wild for me because when I read that in Powell, it was like, oh yeah, South Africa, yeah, back when they were evil. the bad guys, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, other. I, I kind of odd note. I mean, I, I don't. The system of apartheid like, it was it was invented like in the 1940s, in terms of the structural uh, legal elements of this. And again, I'm not an authority on yeah, this, no, and I may be getting uh, bits of this wrong. I don't know, about um, I, I don't know where I, I, I read this, and this is not like a Mandela effect thing, but because um, uh, I had thought at the time, like in the 1980s, well, yeah, okay, white European colonists got to South Africa and they've they started exploiting in the 1600s and they've been at it ever since and that there's definitely truth in that it's wild to me to think that wild is is overdoing it notable interesting yeah. no yeah notable to me to think that in the 1940s they said okay we've been really giving it to the locals here right. <laughs> ripping them off let's make sure that we codify that and make it just a little bit worse exactly yeah Th- th- that's crazy. It was like a me. decision. It wasn't just a, a an evolution of a right, sort of a more right. advanced whatever. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, and, and obvious parallel there were, of course, be in in Germany where there had been uh, de facto uh, systemic anti-Semitism that was then codified right. uh, and enforced. But you'd think like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know, we're meant to be getting better. Um, and and yes, by the way, the 1950s and and and, and earlier uh, in the American South, uh, loads of states passed laws that were uh, right. similarly passed after the time of slavery had ended. Yeah, exactly, laws exactly. To make right, sure right, that right. those yeah. folks remained in. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what my point is, but I, yeah. I think other Nazi than, Germany other than is to actually... say that, that I had thought <laughs> this is a weird thing. I had thought that they had been um, transparently tangibly, visibly evil for much longer. (laughs) (laughs) In uh, Nazi Germany, I actually think is a little bit different because their, I mean, though their goal had been to dispossess those people of their property and possessions, their ultimate goal was not to profit off of them off of their labor specifically so much as just to get rid of them entirely oh, that, and yeah, take that, all yeah. their oh, shit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like different. Yeah, the I mean, profiteering, think, that, was, yeah. that was a happy dividend uh, to them. Yeah, and by the yeah. way, if you're curious about that, I can heartily recommend the book 
uh, what's it called? The Seamstresses of Auschwitz, which seems okay. like a part of the series of things of yeah. Auschwitz about there have been written. You know, there's like a million books like the... Blah, uh, blah of Auschwitz. Yeah, the yeah. blah, blah. But The Seamstresses of Auschwitz is actually an awesome book. Okay. It talks about this group of women. Um, but one of the things that they she really, really, really details a lot, and we're going way off topic sure, sure, here, sure. but it's just like the massive amount of, of plunder, she keeps calling it. Like the mm. things that were taken yeah. and how all yeah. those possessions were dealt with where they all went right. and all that stuff so it's a very interesting book i highly recommend up. it anyway okay all right <laughs> so <laughs> stepping away from nazism um not too far uh, actually not too far away. well um <laughs> let us not exit this part of the conversation without saying that claremont is trying to and i think effectively introducing a pretty heavy contemporary issue into this comic right uh, definitely South Africa was on a lot of people's minds I at that time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, Bono, good heavens, go listen to Rattle and Hum. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he does a good job of yeah. that. In, 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 like Claremont. having Claremont. Right, because you know. I just said Bono. <laughs> yeah, no, not Bono. R I exactly. mean, whatever, maybe Bono does, but yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, a little, little heavy-handed. I, uh, I may have interrupted yeah. you, but yeah, I think that Chris Claremont does a good job of, like, introducing that topic yeah. Without seeming heavy-handed. That's what I'm saying. Preachy or sort of, yeah. I mean, not that we shouldn't be preaching that apartheid sure, sure, is a sure. bad idea, yeah. but sometimes people don't really want like us pushy dose of that sort of thing with their things that they think are supposed to just be for fun. Uh, uh, right. There is a balance to be struck there. Uh, this is, I think, another great example of how this kind of genre storytelling can can treat those contemporary issues yep. in ways that are a little bit a little bit trickier if you just want like a straight up narrative uh, not that we, you shouldn't do that uh, and definitely loads of writers uh, w would speak to um uh apartheid <laughs> right and, yep. and condemning it in ways that were uh, uh not necessarily uh, hitting you in the face with it Right, but yeah. this is the sort of thing that, like, you know, someone would read, could read this, and then hear about that, and be like, "Oh, that's just yeah. like the, you know, wait a second, that's, yeah. you know," and and that it sort of. Um... Yeah, another real good one. Um, whenever we talk about genre storytelling and and, and addressing contemporary uh, social topics, Star Trek usually gets right. name checked, and, and sometimes they could be, "Oh my lord," the. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, the dude with like you know, the wrong side of his face is the the color. What I don't understand. It's just like uh, your skin color. Who would ever be biased about that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. We get it. Uh, one that did a really good job with uh, a, a, a difficult idea was Deep Space Nine, and Deep Space Nine dealt with all kinds of shit. Um, they spent a lot of time talking about the repercussions of the Cardassian occupation of, of Bajor in a way that very often, shouldn't say very often, but, but often enough, mm -hmm. made it hard to tell who were the heroes. Right. That was, and when I was watching it at the time, it was like the mid 90s, early mid 90s, so that, well, okay, they're talking about Ireland. Right, uh, but other people will refer to other global situations. Yeah, right, right. Uh, well, I mean, most recently, I hate to bring this up. If yeah, you, no, I don't want to talk about that. But yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> then we won't. No. Yeah, if if you hate talking about Nazis, we definitely don't want to talk about that <laughs> other thing. But people, that's one of the things that's very skillful and skillfully done about it is that 
you can graft it on, not perfectly, seamlessly right. every time, but that it speaks to something which is quite common in human conflict about yeah. an oppressed people uh, and, and their oppressors and... Uh, how there can be some some moral murkiness right. in that in that struggle. Right, right, right. Just when you mentioned Star Trek, I did think of uh, John Stewart, who had a I don't know. He was talking about Star Wars versus Star Trek, and he mm-hmm. was saying that you know Star Wars was maybe it wasn't John Stewart, but I think it was mm-hmm. that Star Wars was like the sort of very clear good versus evil, right. whereas uh, Star Trek was more just like these kind of complicated or maybe not always complicated, yeah. but you know trying to be sort of deal yeah. with complicated. And he's like, you know, you'd watch like you'd watch an episode of of, of Star Trek, oh, yeah. and then like <laughs> three days later, you'd be like, wait, racism is bad. Okay. <laughs> um, that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some merit in that. Um, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars is is a fantasy more than it is science fiction, right? And that's uh, um, semi important distinction. Yeah, I took a class in science fiction film <laughs> when I was in college. My, my parents' money that didn't go to waste. I was going to say money. It May was money well spent. Yeah, I didn't take uh, any It was, like, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it's given me a lifetime of... Uh, all the film classes that I took were, were worthwhile. It's given me a lot of uh, uh, ways to engage with the world, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but specifically about science fiction, when you said Star Wars v. Star Trek, I thought you were going to go to this place. One of the ways to look at sci-fi dichotomously is that it'll fall into one of two branches. Science fiction typically, not always, but typically will either be utopian or dystopian. Right. Utopian means all of contemporary societal problems have been fixed. Right. Dystopian, all of contemporary societal problems have been magnified. Right. right. You should talk about that with our son because he was doing a whole thing about dystopias in his uh, okay. in his ELA class. And oh, he's okay. reading The Hunger Games. Great. That's a, a thing great of dystopian. Dystopia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, point being that classic Star Trek is utopian, right? Uh, and Star Trek will most of it remains so. Though Deep Space Nine was you different in that it was dystopian, right? Okay. Yeah, hmm. uh, which is one of the reasons why it is for some people like me. Their favorite series, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, it it got away from the Gene Roddenberry credo that we need to be presenting society as it should be, as it can be. Right. With Deep Series Science said, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, good stuff. So I will continue to look forward to the next issue and maybe try to go back and reread this one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah. And and hopefully you'll have another a, a, a better experience with uh, Rick Lenardi. I thought he did really good work. Yeah. Uh, I thought the pencils were fantastic. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. And I think we'll record. And I don't think we've got any plans next weekend. So maybe. We oh my God, we're going to record up, twice in as many little, weeks. Pick up a little momentum. Momentum. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cool. What um you look as though you're done. We're we're only like thirty minutes in. No, this. I'm not done. I we, I'm right, just, with this I'm, issue. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm ready for the you know the second part. Oh, you're ready. <laughs> well, then then lead on. All right. Um, we have seen since we last recorded the holdovers. That that's correct. Yeah, we saw the holdovers after we recorded. Because I was like two weeks ago. No, it wasn't. 
Never mind. We, we saw the holdovers. We saw the holdovers. And uh, it was excellent. You should go see it. You should yeah. put down this podcast and go see it right now. <laughs> Who's really, carrying the podcast? I don't know. Put, put down the put down device this, that you're using. Put down to your phone and listen go to the see it. The Holdovers, which was a cool movie. And, I enjoyed uh, it very yeah. much. I, I don't think that it was quite as good as uh, Sideways. Um, I wouldn't mind watching it again. Uh, period. Can the kids watch Sideways? What was it? What was that rated? It was rated R. There's the scene where... There's always some scene that I don't remember. How do you not remember? All right, so... I watch Sideways. I will... I, Thomas, I Hayden Church, say... Thomas Hayden Church hooks up with a waitress. He leaves his wedding ring or the engagement ring at the, the waitress's apartment, gets Paul Giamatti to go back. When he gets back to the waitress's apartment, her husband is there railing her. Oh, my God. <laughs> because he had some weird cuckold fantasy thing about her shagging some other dude. And it's... It only lasts like about 10 seconds, but it's a raunchy 10 seconds. <laughs> so I watched Sideways when I was... When, what, when did it come out? Uh, it was like, oh, five, oh, six, something like that. It's been a while. I want to say that I was home sick. Okay. Somewhere. Yeah. And that was when I watched it. So I may okay. have been sort of uh, in, in and out of uh, awakeness. But also yeah. my memory for things like that has, for my whole life, been worse than yours. Yeah. I saw that in Munich. There was uh, the cinema there, one of the cinemas there. They would do a, uh, a cinema München, I think it was on Friday night at midnight. Yeah. They would do a surprise movie. This was when I was at an age. I've not been awake at midnight for a long time. Oh if I'm this awake is... at midnight, it's a fucking tragedy. I'm just exactly, like, am I going to go exactly. to work the next day? But this was when I was Jesus. at an age where, like, yeah, sure, sure. I'll go I'll go hang out. I'll go out, out, out on the lash on Friday night, and I'll conclude it by starting to watch a movie at midnight, and I'll get home at, like, 3 a.m. I think I ever did that. Uh, I did that a couple times, but they don't tell you what the movie is. So, like, I shut up, and it's, it's fucking sideways. And it's like... Damn, this movie's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> this is fun. great. Yeah, that was uh, uh, terrific. So yeah, we saw the holdovers. I, I had sworn that I'd seen more Alexander Payne films uh, th- than I than I actually have. I've seen uh, Election. I've seen Sideways. And I've seen the holdovers. And that's that. How many more are there? I've seen all three of those. Yeah, he's um, uh, Nebraska about Schmidt. I've not seen about, I've seen Schmidt. about Schmidt. Okay, well, cool. You're, you're one up on May yeah. and um, Citizen Ruth. Uh, I've not seen, and then the last one, Downsizing, mm. which didn't get amazing reviews. Uh, but others like like Citizen Ruth and uh, uh, like Nebraska and about Schmidt. Those are meant to be pretty good. Hmm. So I'd like to uh, like to catch up on those. Yeah, we can do that on Friday night. We saw Brick. We did, and Brian loved it. He's going to tell you why. No, you're going to tell me what you thought of it. I think I liked I liked it more after you after I talked to you about yeah. it. I it could have could have moved just a tiny bit faster. Maybe I just wasn't expecting mm-hmm. something set at quite that mm-hmm. pace. It almost felt like they didn't like, or it could have been like ten minutes shorter. Okay, I disagree with you on both counts. That's but, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then after I talked to you about it and sort of had a chance to think about, okay, you know, how is this similar to The Big Lebowski? Yeah, I, I was, about yeah. To say, was that what, <laughs> yeah. was that what made you rethink it? Yeah. Is that that would be a great double feature yeah. with The Big Lebowski? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. once I thought about that, I was like, okay, yeah, I can see like he took a genre that was yeah. well known oh, and yeah. put it into a different Milieu. situation, yeah. and that was interesting. In at least one instance, and I recognize this, had an actual 
very short word of dialogue from the Maltese Falcon oh. there. And I saw that. Hang on, isn't that what Bogart said to Mary Astor in the multi? Hey, oh, cool, cool, cool. What yeah. was that dialogue? Uh, oh, it, it, it's like I'm now you're dangerous. Again, very short line of dialogue, but it's all like, pretty sure that's from the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, uh, I think both of the kids hated it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so no. it, which, I can see why they would. This is a movie that benefits from having what well, benefits and. Dang near requires having a working knowledge of not the whole catalog of film noir, but at least an awareness of it. Right. Like if you've seen the Maltese Falcon and or the Big Sleep, <laughs> to have and have not, you know some of those other like maybe some movies without Humphrey Bogart in them. Uh, if you've seen those movies, this film benefits from your having seen right, that. Right. Yeah, I haven't seen loads of those movies, but I have right. seen The Big Lebowski. <laughs> well, yeah, The Big yeah. Lebowski, I mean, the title of The Big Lebowski, you know, is just a riff on The Big Sleep. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and also, we know what, uh, so The Big Sleep, this is kind of uh, film noir speak for death. Right, that I know. Yeah. Yeah, so like The Big Sleep, The Big Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> um, now... All of that would suggest that this is Ryan Johnson just doing a genre riff. It is so much better than no, that no, would yeah. suggest. Uh, it is just a fantastic usage of genre conventions, you know, of that of that genre. But it's also fucking great. Um, I want to watch it again. His, it, I'll sound really, really trite. Camera work and editing were fabulous. Yeah. They're even more fabulous when you realize that he had virtually no budget. This was filmed at his own high school. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it is one of those debuts, like um, you know, she's got to have it by Spike Lee, or or some of those others, where, or or I'll even say Clerks. I mean, honestly, you know, these are these are not like like perfect first films, but people who are working with a very very limited budget and are able to pull something off that is. Terrific. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, the, the, upon reflection, I liked it more, which I guess is a good, a sign of Could a good worse, film. Could be worse, right? Yeah, you want that yeah. rather than, hey, you know what, that movie yeah, wasn't as good as I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Right, and the right. kids, you know, maybe they'll, they'll, you know, come around or, or they're not, yeah, they're not. They're never going to revisit this film. No. In, in, unless... Well, it's not impossible. They could reach a point where, I, I, I saw this because I want to... I want to be a completist about some folks, some directors like Brian Johnson. That's an easy one. Right. He hasn't done that many films. Christopher Nolan, that's easy. He hasn't, he just simply hasn't directed that many movies. Right. Woody Allen a little bit harder. He's directed like 50 fucking movies. It was funny because when it started at one point, our son was like, where are all the grownups? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I said like most good film, not, I mean, I can't name a hundred, but like, mm-hmm. it seems like the lack of adults is a required feature of kind of, you know, coming of age or mm-hmm. that, that type of movie. It's right. not, you know, if, if there are adults, then it just becomes a movie about the adults. <laughs> um, I, I, it can, it's yeah. not necessarily a requirement. Like, like, uh, I was about to say Mean Girls, uh, but uh, it's not really about the adults. No, like right the now. adults they are, don't have, are... They don't have a whole lot of adult characters right, either. Right, right. The yeah. adults are pretty pretty peripheral. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. it's also a comedy, you know, versus like being a drama drama. Thinking, mm-hmm. You know, The Breakfast Club. You only have the teacher. 
Yeah. Well, right. he's not a teacher. He's a, like a vice principal. Whatever. Yeah. What do you mean, whatever? Whatever. You think a nurse and a doctor are the same thing? <laughs> you think a teacher staff, and a vice principal are the same the thing? school I mean, staff person. I appreciate your egalitarian motives, but uh, <laughs> every now and again, we get to live in a meritocracy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever he is, he was the only adult that was there. Or, right. um, you know, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? There's very few adults actually kind of involved in the action. Yeah. Also a comedy, I guess. Anyway. Yeah, Brick, you should uh, you should see it to complete your film noir uh, education. Or Ryan or Johnson. Ryan Johnson. And I'll say this just so that it is on the record. <laughs> I have loved everything that Ryan Johnson has ever done. Except for. Apart from The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Oof. I, I have to throw this in here as well um, in terms of dealing with the Disney behemoth. I don't think that The Last Jedi suffered from... Johnson being constrained by the studio or the executives. I, don't, I think they had, they had a pretty f- free hand right. in that. Um, the Marvels, which we talked about a while ago, Bob Iger of uh, Disney in, in talking about disappointing box office returns. And bear in mind that disappointing is like a couple hundred million dollars. So like it, it, it might lose money because they... But point right. is, whenever we talk about like it being a box office flop or whatever... Many, many, many people went to see that what, movie. Yeah, paid money to go see that movie, <laughs> right. sure. Um, but when Bob Iger talking about it, well, there just weren't enough executives involved in the movie. Like, no. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. <laughs> Too I many. There can probably, assure you. Yeah. So, so I, I, I've heard the episode where we talked about the Marvels. Um, I'm, that's the only film I've seen from Nia DaCosta. I want to see some others. I, I said it then, I'll say it again. She has some responsibility for the editing. I would be astonished if the poor editing were not the result of executives. Executive decisions, yeah. Right, right. Um, so yeah, Bob Iger, like, oh, we need more. No, 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 no. That thinking is how you got here in the why first place. Why the MCU is treading water? Yeah, at yeah, the moment. yeah. Or maybe I mean, yeah. <clears throat> it's hard to keep coming up with like fresh, new, fun ideas all the time for. They stuff. have never come up with fresh new ideas. Well, All of the plots are recycled from the recycling comics. Recycling, fair, to keep recycling ideas. <laughs> Most of them. Uh, um, yeah. All right. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, I'm trying to think. I think that's Parting most. shots? <clears throat> I think that's most of it. Most of it? Yeah. You're going to go see Die Hard in the theater? Yes. This yes, weekend? We so we'll talk oh, about that theatrical experience next week. I have never seen Die Hard in a theater, and I'm very excited to do that. Our daughter will be with me. It is her favorite movie, and she's excited, and I am excited to yeah. see it with her. That'll be really fun. Yeah, looking forward to that. Really fun. All right, we'll see you next weekend. See ya. Thank you for listening to The X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.